Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels, your book club for movies. I'm Josh. And I'm David. Uh, this week on the show, we're talking about the new Adam Driver versus Dinosaur movie, 65, a movie that one letterboxed reviewer called Adam Driver Falling and Grunting for 90 Minutes. Plus, we'll talk about, we got a sequel alert here, guys. Good Burger 2. Find out our thoughts about the reunion of Keenan and Kel. We've got all that and more on the show this week. So without further ado, enjoy the show. The big, the big news of the past week has, been, has continued to be the Oscars, right? Because it was last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, everyone listening to this already heard our recap of the Oscars, so we don't need to yes. talk about that. Right. Um, you can go back uh, uh, to our, our most there. recent episode and find all our thoughts there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just scrolling through uh, some of the big news sites real quick and not a lot has happened outside of the Oscars. Um, I don't know if that's intentional. Maybe people try to keep their big, big movie announcements kind of spaced out a bit after the Oscars, but there is a uh, big movie announcement that uh, one member of this show will be extremely excited about, but is not here to, to share with us. And that is that the other night, on the Tonight Show, Kenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell announced Good Burger Two. Yeah, Good we've Burger, talked about this idea, two. I think, as a pipe dream. <laughs> yeah, mostly again for Garrett. But wow, I didn't know if I would think this day would ever come. I, I you know, yeah, it's kind it's of been surprising. A long time. Very surprising. It has been a long time. Uh, when did Good Burger come out? Well, I want to say like 97? Um, 97. That is correct. Yep. Man, nailed it. Um, so, uh, and and Keenan has been on SNL for a long time. And Kel has had sporadic appearances in things. Uh-huh. But uh, it kind of yeah. seemed like they were, like their pads were never really going to cross to do something like this. Right, right. Kel had uh, like this. a bit of a career resurgence a couple years ago when he did Dancing with the Stars mm-hmm. and did pretty well on it. Um, and so he started popping up more places. And then, yeah, he started to show up as a guest every once in a while on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And then here we are. Yeah, yeah we had that. Things uh, are happening. That, we had that Kiki Palmer's uh, Keenan and Kel reboot. Yes, they, uh, yes. Did, which was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I, I would take that as well. But I mean, a good burger, too, all these years later? I know it's going to be crazy. I'm, what do you what do you even do with what it? To what do you do? With I don't it? know what to. What is nice? So they've not obviously they don't know anything yet about it, or not that they're saying publicly. Um, I saw mm-hmm. on the on the Tonight Show interview, Keenan said that they were going to f- film it this summer uh, and then release it by the end of the year, I guess, on Paramount That's Plus. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, but I think what is fortunate for Keenan Kell is they don't they really haven't aged that much physically <laughs> in all that time. <laughs> no. So it's like if they want to just keep setting it in 1997, I would I would embrace that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the future of the 90s should have come true. You know what I like, mean? Uh, like how that's... great? <laughs> how great would it be if it's not you know 25 years later and they do just make it a straight up sequel? 
and, just, exactly. and it's like it's nothing about the future nothing yeah it's as just if the it same. came out in 98 <laughs> they're just one year older i would love that um, that would be goofy af Yes. Um, my only expectation is because, so I'm one of the handful of people, I guess, who watched Keenan's show, Keenan. Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, me as well. I also watched Keenan. So I, I, I'm hoping that we get Chris Red because I think Chris Red mm-hmm. was hilarious in that. I don't expect to get, um, what is it, Don Johnson? Mm, yeah. Cool too. But I, I'm expecting Chris Red because I think he and Keenan have a good working relationship. So I, I expect him to be in there. He's pretty funny. Yeah. But I think that I, I'm expecting sense. some other SNL maybe influence. Mm-hmm. My, mm-hmm. The question is, like you said, you know, they could obviously be very funny if they just pretend like they're the exact same age. Um, but there is a question of since they are grown up and since the key demo for this is going to be millennials now hitting 30 for sure. Or so do they age up the premise a little bit? Like, are these an adult version of Keenan and Kel? And is it a little bit I don't want to say raunchy because Nickelodeon is apparently still producing it. Right. But like, right. is it like a little bit more? I don't even know. Is it more in line? Because Keenan's not like he doesn't work dirty, really. But mm-hmm. is it more in line with something like I don't know, a, a grown-up sitcom? You know, an, an kinda, NBC, yeah. you know, a Thirty Rock or something I, like I, that. You know, I kind of imagine they might do it like the um, like the iCarly reboot that Nickelodeon mm-hmm. did had yeah. some that had some fairly adult jokes uh, from the episodes I watched. Sometimes it was more adult than I even expected because it is still like Nickelodeon's name on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they might go that way, but I still, yeah, like you said, Keenan and Kel are pretty clean uh, comics. So I think they'll keep it clean anyway, naturally, even if there's some adult flair, perhaps. And because yeah, I, I mean, Keenan, the show was not very, not, not an inappropriate show by any means. No, but it, it it's one of those shows, and, and these don't happen often enough anymore that like just totally runs on the personality of its star because like everything about that just fit keenan and keenan's delivery keenan's like uh, keenan has always been funny to me because he has this real meticulous face where he'll be Mm -hmm. like this is what we need to do but then like when there's something happens and it's you know he has this you know like this big reaction these big these big absurd reactions and they're always great on snl whenever whenever someone's like uh what do you guys think and keenan's just in the background he's always like not having it or whatever you know just like uh just just saying saying exactly how the audience feels you know anyway yeah uh, so i'm looking forward to it i think garrett's probably losing his mind have you sent it to garrett uh i believe he is aware of it uh and was rendered somewhat speechless at the time so uh i have yet to hear any real real reaction to it uh it'll be fun i'm sure he will make us cover it uh as a sequel this year (laughs) of course of course Uh, and and, you know we're fine with that we'll let it happen yeah well you know we you know always the end of the year we always need some more stuff to to fill in and watch i'll tell you what short of crank four getting announced i don't know what else could make garrett happy (laughs) you're not wrong you're not wrong uh it's funny this this uh, talking about the Goodburger news and going into the show today. Uh, this is kind of a Garrett themed episode, despite him not being here. Yes, he's uh, off enjoying the Isles of or uh, yes, maybe not Isles, but Scotland. Yeah, he's on his uh, first f- first like real vacation in a very long time, uh, and true. it's his first trip out of the country. So I'm sure he'll have. Uh, Stories to tell when he gets oh, back. He'll come back, a big shot. He's all but, worldly now. <laughs> yes, be, worldly. Oh, you guys passports. really should travel more, you know. He'll be very <laughs> very snooty to us. Hey, I've left the country. It's fine. <laughs> it's true. And you it's came over- back worse. It's overrated. 
Um, but it, it, his this movie we're talking about this week is his pick, sixty five. Mm-hmm. It was one of his most anticipated movies of the year, and mm-hmm. he is not here to um, to talk about it. So uh, I think his re- if he were here, I think he would say he picked it as one of his most anticipated uh, because he likes Adam Driver and mm-hmm. because he likes dinosaurs mm-hmm. and because he's he was hopeful that maybe a non Jurassic Park slash world dino franchise could be born these these were his hopes that's true and i think that so, was a lot of people's hopes when they saw this trailer i think so i think so mm-hmm. it's one of mine uh maybe not a strong one i i wasn't quite as excited but i'm i'm looking forward to it i think it was on my list too you know we're we're always talking about wanting to see more new original stuff yep. and so you know you want to get behind these things when you see them happening right yeah uh so with that being said uh, what did you think about it, David? <laughs> did uh, did the did wishing for an original concept pay off this time? It was uh, disappointingly uninteresting. Um, mm. I was, and I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be kind of harsh on this. Let's ep- do this it. Episode. Let, take the band aid right off. I'm just gonna say this right up front. I am. We're, I'm gonna spoil this movie, so I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know when it's coming. Spoiler there's, alert! There's really no way to talk about this movie without talking about. things that happen in it so i'm just gonna say you're right um for me it was it's it was like a twilight zone episode Mm. but Mm. with all of the intrigue removed like with all (laughs) of the intrigue removed and with zero twists and zero turns Mm -hmm. um so the movie sets up Telling you, hey, uh, six, you know, millions and millions of years ago, uh, before humanity exists, there were other spacefaring civilizations, and this is the story. Was right. Mm-hmm. So Adam Driver crash lands his uh, uh, transport ship from a planet called Samaris. They're on their way through good old solar system, uh, and hits an asteroid belt and crashes into sixty-five million years ago Earth. And they tell you all that through text, basically, at the bottom of the screen. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, you know, so like from the trailer, we're like, you know, you're thinking, oh, does he somehow go back in time? Uh, is he from a, you know, is, is are they, from, are they an alien? Is he an alien? Are these, are these actual earth dinosaurs? Are these different dinosaurs? You know, you have all these questions and they just give you all those answers at the beginning of the movie. So mm-hmm. um, that may be an issue with the trailer's presentation more so than the the movie itself, but like. From there on, I just felt like the movie, it was like, here's point A, here's point B, and then they just walked straight to it. Like, there was yeah. no sense of, uh, you know, some other bit of detail coming through, no real sense to, to me of the stakes didn't feel that dramatic. I mean, I, I get it. He's stranded on a desert, on a, on a planet he doesn't know, mm-hmm. but it just felt like, I just felt like the challenges they went through weren't that extreme, and frankly... I didn't count. It's a hot 90 minutes, but it felt right. like there was maybe 12 minutes of dinosaurs. Yeah. So I, you know, that's, that, that's where I'm coming from to start off, Josh. I'll, I'll toss to you. Yeah. Uh, I can't, uh, disagree with any of that. I unfortunately also found it really disappointing and really uninteresting. Uh, it is one of the more boring 93 minute movies I think I've ever seen. I was really excited going into it because it's so short. Give me that, mm-hmm. give me that short movie. We talk about that mm-hmm. all the time. We love a 90 minute movie. Man, not this one. It felt like an avatar somehow. Um, <laughs> you're right. 
they just answer a lot of the trailer's questions immediately, which did not feel like earned. It didn't feel good to learn it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the twists that do exist are just bad. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just not good twists. Like you talk about um, how the trailer almost makes you question, is there time travel involved? Yada, yada. Uh, but you find out pretty quick that no, he's what we would consider an alien mm-hmm. uh, who just happened to exist 65 million years ago. And like, that's just kind of a lame twist to me. And then mm-hmm. what I would consider the second big twist of the movie is um, a spoiler alert because <laughs> we haven't said it yet. When it's revealed that uh, they have to race uh, the planet killing asteroid mm-hmm. uh, back to the the escape pod, like the asteroid that killed yeah, the, the dinosaurs, that killed, yeah. is the big twist that that's the climax. And I was also like, man, that's awfully coincidental for I me. I know that that was that was <laughs> that was that was another thing where like I already thought to myself this kind of like a Twilight Zone thing at the beginning. But then yeah. when the asteroid was, they were like cataclysmic event. And I was like, oh, it's the asteroid. Right. And it was like, do, 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 you know, right. Like, exactly. If you landed on Earth d- days before the dinosaurs are eliminated by a giant asteroid. Um, so like when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, OK. But it like really in reality it didn't change anything. No, like, it didn't really change anything. They, just, they still have to get to the same place. They just maybe need to get there, you know. They had to get there faster was the only difference. But um, yeah, exactly right. It didn't really change the stakes because they were they were already trying to get there as fast as they could. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I didn't get about the jungle, right? Right. You they, know? So you, like, right. Death was imminent either way. <laughs> right. Because like, I mean, their, their alternative is live out the remainder of however long they live for. Like, let's say they live to be 100 years old live out the rest of their lives scrounging in, you know, on earth trying to survive dinosaurs or get obliterated by an asteroid. Right. Um, Josh, I'm going to tell you, there was a point where, uh, towards the end, uh, Adam driver gets stuck in a, in quicksand. This movie felt very 80s. Yes. It had a quicksand moment. <laughs> and I was that like, is... when he, when he sunk under, I was like, you know, if I had a driver ticket, might as well end right here. You know, the planet's about to get obliterated by an asteroid. I might as well just die and not know, you know, just might as right. well just accept it here. And that, right. you know, the little girl, t- sorry, toots. Right. So, well, yeah, let's get to the introduction of the sidekick character. So Adam Driver's character is transporting people um, right. who are frozen, basically, um, and cryospheres or whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, but... <laughs> The, the whole reason he's doing it, we haven't mentioned yet, is another trope, I felt like, where uh, his daughter back on his mm-hmm. home planet has uh, space cancer. And mm-hmm. he's taking this two-year job uh, because of the huge pay increase. So that's mm-hmm. why he's doing it, to help save his space daughter from space cancer. <laughs> um, when he crash lands on Earth, one pod reopens mm-hmm. and a little girl thaws out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now he's stuck with this little girl. Mm-hmm. My, I liked her well enough. My biggest issue with her, and I'm curious if you'll agree, is I don't think it made any real sense to have her speak a different language the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, to have a language barrier. Like, yeah. They didn't need the language barrier. It just kind of made it more frustrating. It, 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 it created a lack. It, it facilitated 
them to have as little actual dialogue as possible. Exactly. It, like it made all, it more difficult yeah. for them to get close to each other. All, all the actual dialogue that ends up existing after he finds her is mostly functional dialogue. Go, move. You know, I mean, they get some laughs out of like, don't eat or, you know, things like that. But, you know, move, 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 run, you know, all this stuff like that's all just like directions as opposed to them having a real conversation them trying to get through their language barrier and you know in a movie where you want that to be your focus like enemy mine or that one episode of star trek where uh star trek enterprise where uh trip crash lands on a planet with some guy they're fighting you know and they have to get through their language barrier in order to save each other then maybe if it was another grown person and they think they should do it one way and he thinks they should do another way but they have this language barrier stopping them then okay, you have a bit of a story there of them coming together. But in 90 minutes, and it's a little girl, it just becomes this weird father-daughter dynamic mm-hmm. where they don't really understand each other, but they both know what they have to do. I don't know. Right. It, just, it makes it, it very up, weird, yeah. right? Because it, it, seemingly the reason the writers made her exist was because Adam Driver's character has decided because he's the only one, uh, mm. he's just going to not call for rescue and just kind of end it himself. Right. Uh, but then he hears her stirring and now he feels obligated to bring her back. Yeah. But the language barrier, I think kind of forces him to basically mislead her into doing it by promising her that her family is there when he knows that they're gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, which leads to a confrontation later that was also just weak, uh, and, uh, and undeserved in the moment. So it was again, like, why are you making these choices that aren't actually bringing these characters closer together or getting them any closer to home? It's just not making any sense. Well, and, and, and when, when she discovers it is, Within what has to be like, I think the last 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. So like, there's no real time for an emotional, uh, uh, you know, like a uh, 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 consequence of that lie because it's just like, yeah, all right. I lied, but like, we got to go. We can't just sit here. Like, right. We're about to die. So like get in the pod and we can, you know, you can be mad at me for the rest. We can never speak to each other once we get back to our home planet. Like right. I, you know, we had to get here. So, I mean, like, there's no time. Like, if if they had, if I'm not, it's weird to advocate for a movie to be longer, but if, if you had more time to go through the ups and downs of what this relationship would be, whether they can speak the same language or not, I feel like it allows you to have that lie mean more. Because I was kind of on his side. I'm like, yeah, tell her whatever she needs to know. If it gets you guys back to the ship and or gets you back to this escape pod and gets you off this planet, like... Uh, it feels icky, but also right. you're trying to save her life. Right. It's that or she right. dies here with a bunch of dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. And that's why to me it was like, why does why does that motivation even need to be discussed? Like, mm-hmm. you really think this little girl is thinking, well, if my parents aren't there, I'll just die here. Like, right. no, she also was going to want to go home regardless. Yeah. Uh, so it just didn't felt necessary. It just and didn't so feel it- necessary. You know, and they they use, I mean, so this trope is usually the wife, you know, help me, Christopher. Oh, Christopher, we'll never die. You know, I hope we'll never go. I I hope you always think of rain whenever you, whenever you see me, Christopher, or something like that. You know what I mean? The dead wife trope. But here's the dead water, dead daughter trope. Um, And so they keep, they keep bringing imagery of his, uh, his daughter Mm -hmm. um, up to kind of like push on that emotional, uh, pull on that emotional thread. 
But to me, it doesn't really feel like it resolves itself or that it actually has the impact that it would normally have in a story like this. He doesn't ever really discuss his his daughter's death. And he doesn't really even seem... If him watching the the hologram of her playing and then it getting chomped on by a dinosaur is supposed to be him emotionally resolving it with himself that she passed, it doesn't land for me. I'm sorry. Like right. it just feels like it's an unresolved thread even by the end of the movie. Right. So, it didn't worry that didn't even occur to me as a possibility. I didn't even think about that. Because I don't know. like that's the, closest to it the, gets. Yeah. To, from there, the movie is just a typical journey movie with dumb obstacles along the way. And then it gets to the end, my favorite part, where it literally just ends. Yeah. Um and in they a very, get yeah. in, after a fight with a T-Rex, they get in the escape pod, they launch. And like as soon as they hit the atmosphere, the credits roll. So Mm -hmm. we don't actually find out what happened to the daughter. We don't actually find out if Adam Driver and his little friend ever make it home. We don't find Mm -hmm. out if the movie gets resolved whatsoever. All we found out was that they made it off the surface. Yeah, they got what that's not satisfying. I was so unsatisfied. No, and and I looked like why did I watch them go through this if I'm not even gonna find out if they made it? Yeah, it's 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 neither like art. I've I feel like it's neither artistic enough to earn an unresolved ending, nor is it exciting enough for me to actually like to to, to like I don't know like I yeah you expect there to be like you know with some level of I, I don't want to say a happily ever after but when the movie has so little else going on you at least want that I think yeah but here it's like it doesn't that. give you that and sometimes if a movie is like. So um, barbarian, right? You don't really know uh-huh. fully how that ends. I mean, he, you know, like that that has a very sudden ending, and right. it's kind of like, oh well, I I guess everything works out. But it's also kind of like <laughs> everybody's pretty effed up after that. Right. But it's but it's okay because the movie artistically is very interesting along the way, right? And this wasn't. This was very. This was long periods of stillness, um, broken up by jump scares from dinosaurs. Right, right, right. They literally made a movie starring almost exclusively two people who can't talk to each other. Like, you've mm-hmm. killed the chance for dialogue. I don't understand it. I, I mean, I knew the movie was struggling when the two teen girls that came to see Adam Driver were bored. Like, I knew, <laughs> like, they were sitting next to me, and this they clearly only came for Adam Driver, because um, I, I, I kind of doubt they came for Ariana Greenblatt or right. Dinosaurs. Um, so, you know, like they were bored, they left midway through. I mean, they did eventually come back, but yeah, I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. The only other thing I have really to to discuss, I think about it specifically is the dinosaurs, which were also super disappointing. Mm -hmm. Uh, you really only, you really only see two types of dinosaurs, these odd little tiny raptors, Mm -hmm. Uh, are the main villain, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the big boss is a T-Rex, two T-Rex. Um, yeah, well, you see these these like long... And you see these other... Like lizards that like, I don't know, I can't really describe them. They have like really long snake-like bodies, but, yeah. but legs. Um, and it's like, you got it, you just have gotten it all wrong. Like <laughs> Jurassic Park, at least the initial Jurassic Park... Treats the dinosaurs with the wonder that they deserve, I think. And I think if they had done a little bit of that, like, really show me why they're scary, not just because they're fast little reptiles. Like, I just, the the magnitude of dinosaurs wasn't sold. Yeah, I appreciate wanting 
to keep it stealthy. And I even appreciate the idea of wanting to hide the big monster until the finale. Like I get that, yeah. like, you know, he's in the shadows, you see glimpses, you hear him in the distance, keeping your, you know, but it felt like, it just felt like they, it just felt like they, I mean, they sold an action movie that isn't there, you know, like the, the, so the guys who did this also wrote A Quiet Place. And A Quiet Place benefited from not being able to see the creatures all the time, right? From from only getting glimpses at a time until the Also, big do they realize but that... it's not the case all, here. Not all of their movies have to be so dialogue-free. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> You're I, allowed you just, to make a after, movie where people while, talk. After a while, you just start to think they may not... They may not be... Dialogue may not be what they, they, they think they sell at. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but, you know, A Quiet Place... I don't know. It's just very different. Maybe it comes down to the direction. You know, this is so those guys helped write a quiet place, or they wrote a quiet place, and then this is their directing debut. Mm. Is so I don't know. Maybe they're better writers than they are directors. I don't know. I don't know. I did lie though. There was one more thing I wanted to say. The funniest part of the movie for me uh, was when they went through all the effort to save that little dinosaur from quicksand, and then yes. it immediately got shredded. I don't know. <laughs> that was great. And I later. <laughs> Later on, though, all I could think was, so they saved that dino, that baby dinosaur, and then immediately got attacked by little raptors. But even if he had made it, he was going to die anyway because there was a giant asteroid coming. Right. That's like, a good point. <laughs> it couldn't have been a bigger waste of time. It couldn't have um, been. They did. They made a, an emotional connection to the animal and then murdered it <laughs> and then ensured you knew all the cute ones would get murdered anyway. Anyway, so, you know, it was, so for me, so funny. It, there was a, there was a, I think a lesser movie or maybe a better movie would have made this joke. Um, Adam Driver, in order to fend off the final thing, he runs and he's running and he's running away. And where does he lead it to this giant geyser that he encountered earlier in the movie that burns him? And he's like, maybe that thing will take this thing out because I'm out of of ammo. And it blasts him and it does okay. And then, you know, the girl, she stabs it in the eye and then the geyser hits him again, right? I was really unsure where this movie was taking place. And so I really thought they were going to tell us because I thought that the geyser was going to go off and I thought Adam Driver was going to go, well, at least it's faithful. And then I thought it was going to be old faithful. Uh, I thought that was going to be the big reveal. (laughs) That would have been so funny, but it would have required clever writing. It just just didn't exist. It would either, you know, it's such a, that to me, like there was a lot of, there was a lot of eighties elements about the movie. And to me, that would have been the topper as if he was like, I know. At least it's faithful or something wow. like that. But it, but it, I don't guess it was because if, if the, if this is indeed where the asteroid, the Cretaceous asteroid landed, then they're in the Yucatan, Mexico. So that stone sure is yellow. <laughs> it's all these yellow stones. I saw them earlier. Coming they out were, of that faithful geyser. A geyser that goes off every 11 minutes. It seems pretty faithful. I timed it. Or however, I don't know how how many how often uh, old uh, old faithful goes off, but Probably. that's what I thought. That's what I, I was really I was really expecting it when it happened, but uh, but no, yeah. But then yeah, it just kind of yeah, like you said, it just ends. It and... just ends. It just ends. It doesn't <laughs> even give us an epilogue text. No, there's not. Yeah, I mean, when you open with text, you always close and say exactly. You know. But honestly, I don't. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know what would have been a satisfying ending. He adopts her, or he goes back home and. They, you know, she sees her grandparents and he goes back to his wife who's left him for another man. 
I mean, the best I can the best I can come up with to save what was given to us would be something like having them make it back, him reconnecting it with, with his wife, and them now taking care of this little girl instead, uh, mm-hmm. in in like honor of their daughter who passed from space cancer. Like that's mm-hmm. the most satisfying thing I could think of, uh, and it really only would have added maybe half a star to my final rating. <laughs> I know, and so. Um, I'm beginning to think that Garrett picked this in as some sort of punishment because he knew something we didn't. And then he fled the country as soon as it came out. Yeah, he's going to come back. Seems he's suspicious. Gonna like, and then he's going to, you know, he, he's going to talk to us. Um, he, he won't he won't end up seeing it until like November. You know, right, so like all right. you had to be like, you guys didn't like that. That's strange. I heard a lot of good things about right. it. Like, no, no. And then he'll finally see it in November. He goes, uh, I had high hopes for this, but I did not yeah. meet those hopes. No. And then Garrett will give it like lower than we will. Like Garrett will, yeah. I don't know. Garrett always gives things like he's like he'll talk a movie up a lot, and then he'll go, "I'm gonna give this two stars." <laughs> the the inverse, Andrew. This movie was terrible. Four stars. You know, it was. I didn't like it personally, but I can understand that it's good, so I'll give it four stars. So it's like, yeah. okay, well, that's weird. Usually, if I don't like a movie, but I understand it's good, I give it like three or three and a half. Hey, everybody got everybody got their own scales. That's got the beauty own, of the beauty of Letterboxd, uh, which I, you can find us all on. By the way, I don't know what else to say about this movie. No, there's nothing. Um, like I said, <laughs> it, like we had to talk about the geysers and and the the dying baby dinosaur because like nothing else happens to talk. No, about. those are the only, yeah yeah. There's it, really it's, nothing. It's not it's not interesting at all. Don't go see it. Just don't. No, it's a it's a waste of time. It really um, felt like a Netflix. And I feel bad movie. saying it. I feel bad because what do we talk about? We talk about when I said it earlier, you know, supporting new movies, supporting original idea movies. And so supporting short want, movies, short, so you, short, cheap blockbusters that right. are original and have dinosaurs. We're not asking for much. So like we, you know, we want, I want to be supportive, but you know, sometimes you do that and you get burned, you know, and well, I feel know, like we were supportive. We paid our ticket. We went we to the movie and we, you know, shared our experience with the masses we can't help what happens after that i do want to note i think that um if it had so you know uh, a studio that's been getting a lot of buzz lately is a24 and this is not an a24 movie i do wonder if if the a24 logo on the front would have boosted the uh the returns at all for this because a24 is becoming sort of synonymous like hey this is a good non-big budget movie you know what i mean yeah i mean maybe slightly but I don't know. It, it still would have sucked. Is the thing like I know eight twenty four on the on the on the poster? I'd still say it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I know that people come and go. Oh, rare miss, but you know, I think more people yeah. would have tried it. Uncommon L. All right, that's enough. Sixty five talk. How did it do? Uh, how's it doing box office wise in the couple weekends it's been out? Yeah, so uh, um, I assume it's been forgotten already. It's uh, heading that way. So um, the movie debuted March tenth of 2023 for a little bit of you know a little bit of insight here it's now march 19th so it's been out for two weekends um opening weekend it brought in 12.3 million dollars um which was good enough for the number three spot behind creed three and scream six um and then just at the number four spot you had ant-man and the wasp quantumania in its fourth week and then below that cocaine bear um so in its second weekend, uh, which is it's fresh off of, it looks like it's going to finish number four with five point eight million. Wow! Um, on the year, sixty five is sitting at the number thirteen spot, um, just ahead of the Titanic re-release, and just behind a movie called Pathan. Pathan. This seems like a movie you would see. 
Uh, I, I don't know. I've not heard of this. An Indian spy movie. So maybe it's an Indian film. Um, and then number one movie of the year for 2023 so far, to give you a sense of where we are, is Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania with 201 million, Creed 3 with 127, Megan, Scream 6, and then Cocaine Bear. Excellent. Sitting at number five. Excellent. Well, it's time to play the letterbox game without oh, it's gonna be, Yeah, it's going to be it's weird gonna be, It's going to be weird uh, because either way, it's going to come down to one of us. Uh, so hopefully we don't have to do a tiebreaker this time because I don't know who will run it. <laughs> um, I do have a few reviews of 65 to read from Letterboxd. You oh, can follow be, us on uh, Letterboxd. Uh, you can follow us individually and the show at so many sequels, although I would recommend you follow I'll us individually. Because uh, we're a little we're a little better at logging our own movies. That's true. <laughs> uh, it's so true. You can follow us there. Um, anyway, one and a half stars. So tired of sitting through shit movies for the hot actors. <laughs> one and a half star. Said. Adam Driver's After Earth. <laughs> there which you go. Is a, this is a deep That's cut it. joke. Uh, somehow is. this is four four stars. Adam Driver grunting and falling over for ninety minutes. Not wrong. Oh yeah, the jungle tortures Adam Driver for the over the course of this film. Uh, and then finally, the most popular review of the movie on Letterboxd. Two stars. This is like when the Hinge date has great pictures, then they show up and they're boring as fuck. Mm. Mm. Hurtful. It looks so good in your profile. Hurtful. Why don't you have hobbies? Yeah. <laughs> What do you, what do you, you do what for a living? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a transponder. That's an, old, that's an old Seinfeld joke too of, um, uh, men don't care what, what, what their girl, what, what women do for a living, you know, provided that they're attractive enough. Like they're like, if a girl's really pretty, they'll be like, Oh, what do you do? Slaughterhouse. Oh, that sounds fun. Uh, so you actually work with the pigs or, you know, like if, 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 if but for women, you know, the job is really important anyway. Wow. The old classic nineties humor for you. Yeah, <laughs> somewhat true because I got to be honest, I've 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 been there before. Um, do you have a guess? What do I think. What are you thinking? I'm thinking Arby's. Um, I'm thinking two point six is going to be my guess. And I, in that case, I'll go a little lower. I'm going to say two point two. Okay. 2.2 and 2.6. Surely, I don't think there's a way we can have a tie there. No, I don't think so. Um, well, 2.4 would be two away. Yeah. Is a 2.5. Ah, so you're closer. You're closer. I got closer by 0.1. Uh, that gives me one more notch. Um, it is. And so I don't know what that brings us to. Where are we stand? What are our standings right now? Let me, let me pull them up here. So. That puts you at uh, four. So that puts you one behind me. So it's me five, you four. Garen and Andrew tied at two. Okay, so it's it's turning into a tighter race. It is. We're a little. We're we're pretty. We're pretty dead even right now. I mean, we're not dead even, but we're pretty close. It's all you know. There's, there's a lot that can happen in a year. Yeah, that's true. It's still it's still early. It's only March. Uh, that's true. There's nowhere to go but but up or down. <laughs> Uh, okay well where does that leave us for our final ratings i really struggled with this i really did yeah um i'm gonna give it a two Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. the two two is the best i can do i think i'm gonna agree with you on two uh i consider two to be disappointing Mm -hmm. and that's how i feel about it 
Uh, it was just really disappointing. And I expect better from you, Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. A two for me on my list that I'm looking at now is uh, bad. I just think it was bad, but it that was not. Too. It was not. Ne- so like, you know, below that, you started getting into like offensively bad where it's mm-hmm. like, Ugh, this was disgusting. And there was nothing inoffensive. There was nothing, uh, you know, uh, no. it was just it was just boring, you know, and that's yeah. almost the worst thing a film can be. Right. That's it's that's one of film's greatest crimes to me is being boring. <laughs> But you can be you can be bad, but at least if you're at least if you hold my attention, we're good. Right, I right. almost fell asleep twice during this movie. There are very few movies that can get away with being intentionally boring, uh, at least for me. <laughs> uh, I know that that might I don't know that could be controversial for for the film community. We'll see. Oh no, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Okay. You start naming well, movies that you think are intentionally boring. Well, I haven't done that yet, though. So let's. Uh, <laughs> Try to avoid that. Um, all right. Okay. All right. Well, that leaves us. Uh, I don't even have to average that. That's a two rating for the movie. The two. From the two of us. Uh, thanks for listening through this if you did. <laughs> oh, or if you checked out early because you figured out we didn't like it yeah, at but, all. You know, let us know what you thought in the comments. Yeah, we do want to know what you thought. Um, you can check us out pretty much anywhere you have social media. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube. You can follow the show there for videos if you haven't yet and drop a comment right there. We love to see those. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, We got a few fun ones for the Oscar prediction show. A lot of people were excited about Austin Butler. (laughs) Yeah, and then there was somebody who uh, was really, really upset about everything, everywhere all at once. Yeah, yeah. And we, we, you know, hey, all opinions are welcome here. Yeah, go join the conversation there, as they say. Um, And of course, find us online at sequels.com. You will again find links to our socials there, as well as our full um, catalog of episodes to go back and catch up on if you're behind. So that's it for the show. We'll be back next week with uh, more movies. Bye.